All right, before we take your calls, um, I know it's been a busy, busy period as well for the Bafana Bafana coach, Molefin Zeki. He joins me on the line. Good evening, coach. Welcome to MSW. Good evening, Rob, and good evening to your listeners. How are you feeling today after the two games? Very exhausted, uh, Rob, to be honest with you. And I think uh, this comes as a result of the travelling and um, the workload that you have to deal with uh, playing the two matches, one away with so difficult conditions and circumstances, and having to play a must-win game against Sudan yesterday. And you know when you have those games, Coach, it's all about how you balance your team, how you utilize the resources that are in front of you, uh, because somewhere, somehow, you've got to ring in the changes, and you were obviously forced to make the changes for the game at Orlando. Yeah, we had to because of uh, the traveling and also because of our game plan, game strategies going into the two matches. Uh, Sudan plays differently from Ghana. And as a result, when you profile the Ghana team, they've got uh, uh, a certain breed of players with a certain style of play and the experience that comes with it. And you are playing against a very experienced uh, coach uh, who has been with Ghana for the past uh, two years or so. So one had to be very cautious, very clever, very very proactive in terms of uh, the approach going into Ghana. But when it comes to Sudan also, uh, you're coming from a loss. You have to bring in some fresh legs into the team uh, to spice the team a bit and then get mobility so that uh, you can start the game on the front foot. What were some of the stumbling blocks that you would look at in that 90 minutes against Ghana and maybe look at coach and say, we were a bit careless here. We were a bit careless there. We were maybe tactically naive here. We were not doing what we were supposed to have done there. Or was it just a case of opposition far superior than South Africa? Yeah, I think uh, playing international level, every team that you play is superior, as much as we see ourselves to be superior as South Africa. Uh, but when you look at the balance of play, uh, we played, we started very well after a thorough assessment of, of, of Ghana an analysis of the team itself and the players. We started very well. We had uh, better ball possession going forward and creating those few chances in the first half. But I think also the conditions that we were exposed to in terms of the field that we, we played on, even though it was a difficult piece for both teams, uh, but uh, having travelled uh, for, for, for 10 hours uh, going into this match, it also played a role. Because uh, when you look at the team in the second half, um, I think Ghana came back with a, a, a different approach. A different approach in this case, they were fully aware that in possession, South Africa was creating more chances and they were, they were, they were circulating the ball much quicker than them. And then in the second half, uh, they, they applied high pressure every area of the ball. And I think uh, that really worked for them until we made the mistake to give away the first goal. And uh, when you look at how we give away the first goal, it was more of a, a situation where we did not balance our middle field, we did not balance well in terms of dealing with the situation. And then the second goal came from a transition. We were in attack, we played a square ball in the middle field, and then uh, we lost the ball in the middle field uh, with our last line of defense. And then the, the young boy took a chance, and then we tried to drop a center, but I think uh, we were very thin in defense that time because we had sent everybody in attack uh, to try and get an equalizer. Uh, but um, um, he was so balanced that uh, he, he managed to, to score that goal.
It would have been easy again, coach, to maybe look at a performance of one individual. And unfortunately, when you're a goalkeeper, you always stand in line of being in the firing line. But, you know, you stood quite firm. Ronan Williams is a goalkeeper that we all know who can produce the goods as well. You stuck your guns. And he, as far as these qualifiers are concerned, was your top goalkeeper. Give me just a bit of reasoning. Were you able to chat to him? Was it just a case of maybe two goals that he maybe would have been the first one to put his hand up, coach, and say, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a, I would have contributed towards those goals going in? Yeah, what we do normally with the with the national team, uh, we have what you call debrief. And debrief, we are actually looking at the game, especially when we played our last match yesterday. So in our debrief, we went through every moment of the game against Ghana, and we all um, agree and realize that um, our shape was bad, positioning was bad, and uh, it's just a, a chain of mistakes that led to the goals. Yes, we are looking at him to have made a mistake, not maybe to move to the to the left or maybe to move a little bit forward. But if you look at the mistakes, it was more of a team uh, mistakes. Uh, you look at uh, we failed to apply uh, medium pressure in the middle field. The positioning was not that good because of um, uh, the ball that was played to uh, Thomas Party and then the goalkeeper and the defense. Uh, if you look at the, our first line of of, of, of our second line in defense, we should have had somebody moving towards the ball, trying to close the ankle, trying to put pressure on the ball carrier. But we dropped deep, dropping deep, we allowed him, we gave him time and space to see the goals and to take uh, the shot. Uh, if you look at the quality of player that uh, scored the ball, uh, playing for Atletico Madrid, and then we make mistakes and such mistakes, players like him will always take advantage, and that's what really happened. Um, it's not an individual mistake, it's a team mistake. And uh, when we look at it this morning, we really uh, put a finger on the mistakes we made and we feel we could um, we could, we could have done better. But unfortunately, we considered and we lost the match. Would you say the guys, the, the, the players in this case, are, are as honest with you in those deep briefs as you are with them? Yeah, I think um, coming into Bafana Bafana as a coach, uh, I have uh, an open door policy because uh, buy-in is important. Support that you give to the players, it will be the same support they give to you because uh, we need to understand something very important. The players are not playing for me. The players are playing for, for South Africa. They're playing for their country. They've been called up by a South African Football Association. I have been appointed as a head coach to steer the team. I have been appointed as the head coach to lead the team, to 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 help the team tactically, and and that's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, I should not be worried more about uh, uh, some 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 comments saying the players don't want to play for you or the players are playing for me. We need to have this understanding, this culture in our players that you play for a country, you play for 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 yourself. And what you do, you're doing it for the country. So I think uh, that open-door policy, it's, it's really working for us because they are not afraid to express themselves. I'm also um, not afraid to express myself and to, to pinpoint if ever something is not right, if something has to be corrected. I think uh, it's a very good working relationship. But they wouldn't be saying that, Coach, eh? Who would not want to play for you? Who, who would be making these rumors here? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, I was just saying, uh, that is the understanding that I'm bringing into the team. Yeah. To say, you as a coach, yes, you are the coach, you are heading the team, but there are 
players need to understand it has to come from within. Sure. Today I've got a call-up. I'm playing for my country. I'm wearing my, my national team colors, and I'm dying for my country. And that is very important. And if you do that, it means you support the coach. The, support, the coach will also be wearing the same colors and be supporting the team. And the team will be playing uh, to, to get results for the country. I love that. And, and it's all because of honesty as well, coach, because I, I looked at the game against Sudan. So fast forward to the weekend and you are at the Orlando Stadium. You're playing a game where you, you need to win. You must win. Because on the other end, Ghana playing against Saint Tome and they're doing well and they're topping the group, etc. So you got to get a result. And I'm seeing this first half and these opportunities from as early as within what eighty to ninety seconds of the game are being on. We are presented with opportunities. We are meant to be scoring. We're supposed to be tucking them in. Yes, easy to say from a distance, but. You look at the ball possession. We were at the end of 90 minutes, I think about 61% um, ball possession. But it's those goals that didn't go in. Potential goals, coach. I don't know how those would have worried you and how those uh, would have been dominating your halftime chat. I'll get the answers from you, coach, if you don't mind, straight after a very short break that I've got to take. It's time for Reaction Monday with Robert Marawa. All right, 0605842250. Tim Rams on Twitter says, I have a, a strong belief that Coach Nzeki will qualify for the next AFCON tournament. Uh, he just needs to work on finishing uh, in the final third. I am certain that we will conquer. So that's how much belief a lot of people do have in you, Coach. And as I was taking the break, and thanks for your indulgence, um, the issue around missed opportunities, especially in the first 45 minutes, how did you take that conversation into the dressing room? Yeah, I think uh, firstly we plan differently for 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 Sudan uh, after a loss against uh, Ghana, having to uh, to fly and to travel more than uh, ten hours uh, coming into into this match, having had one training session before we played uh, Sudan. So whatever time you have a training, it has to be about the tactics in terms of how you want to approach the game, uh, which areas you need to exploit, which areas you need to. Uh, to have discipline and balance, especially in defense. And when it comes to offensive play, uh, we did have a session uh, on, on Saturday where we're working more of midfield play in the attacking third. We also did a, a technical, technical finishing exercise um, with, uh, with the boys. Uh, and then the plan was to start on the front foot. The front foot meaning we are fully aware that uh, Sudan is coming into this match having won four nils, and we are coming into this match having lost two nils. So uh, results and goals was very, very important to us, especially when, when we look into our analysis that was presented to us by our scouts that went to watch uh, Sudan against Autonomy. And they made a very comprehensive uh, presentation to, to, to the technical team. We had uh, Coach Kevin Johnson and uh, an analyst uh, by the name of Walter Stienbock. And I think they did a very good job. And us uh, trying to take the game to, to, to Sudan, we did exactly that with the mobility we had in the, in the, in the, in the offensive set. And we created so many chances. And I was saying, um, you compliment when you create chances. You compliment when there's movement. You compliment when your players move the defense and create chances and maybe making those defense-splitting passes. 
but unfortunately on the day we were not that composed we we could not finish those chances we created and in the dressing room you are also making them aware of the reasons why the typical reasons why we need those chances uh, part of it will be uh, composure part of it will be the understanding of the position of the goalkeeper when you're about to finish and i think uh, uh, that was that, that that is the main thing that let us down because we had chances where you have to just to take the ball into the net but we couldn't and you can't you can't be blaming players to miss because they play to score. If they miss, you need to correct that and you need to give them more confidence going into the second half. And that's what we did uh, uh, with the team at halftime. Yeah. I don't know how you felt, though, Coach. You know, when, when it comes to the finishing, and maybe it, it comes to a question I was going to ask you towards the end, but maybe it's an opportune time to uh, to throw it in now. Um I saw and I heard earlier where you were talking about a, a South African uh, or highly placed England-based winger, Tom Barkhazen, uh, who you're trying to convince to play for Bafana Bafana. Maybe just uh, quickly shed some light in terms of who Tom is. Look, um, Thomas is playing for uh, Preston of Ent uh, in England in the first division. They're on top of the log as of now. We have been uh, tracing Thomas uh, for some time now. We even uh, had somebody sent to 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 watch him play. Um, he's a 26-year-old striker playing for 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 so for uh, Preston, and um, it is not like we are saying he will be an answer or will give all the answers when it comes to our taking options and, and scoring goals. We are saying we are looking at every South African who's doing well wherever he is because we are saying all South Africans that are good enough, that have got the, that fits the profile. We want them to play for, for their country and that's uh, what you're doing with uh, with Thomas. I think the same thing um, was done with uh, Dean Fairman. Uh, today Dean Fairman is the captain, is the vice captain of the national team. The same thing was done with Lars Fonsell and I don't, I don't think um, we should stop doing that, especially when we have to strengthen the team. We have to look for talent uh, that is outside the country. South Africans that, that are outside the country. Uh, so uh, when you profile uh, uh, Thomas Buckhazen, um he's a striker. He's, uh, he's very mobile. Uh, he's scoring goals. He's uh, assisting in scoring goals for his club. So we are saying, let's have a look at him. We are not saying we are going to change his citizenship. He's a South African, but with a, uh, with a European uh, passport. So we have to look at him and many other players and profile them properly because now we have time between now and March next year to profile any player, anybody that we think can come and add value to the team. And, and with that, I know that um, somebody like Lars Feldweg um, was not called up this time around, Coach. Uh, do you have people, I don't know how in terms of your working is concerned, you did allude to the fact that you might have to go to England this time around, but do you have currently people that do that kind of scouting where they are not really in touch with the technical team, but they do that kind of scouting with South African players who are playing overseas but can give you first-hand information as to who is excelling, who was doing well? Yeah, I think uh, that was part of my presentation to say I need a scouting team, I need a scouting committee, I need a selecting committee so that we can have a very informed decision when we have to bring in any player into into Wafana Wafana, whether locally or whether internationally. And I even went further to say uh, we want two scouts in, 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 in overseas 
to look at our senior players and one to look at our junior players because uh, a number of players have been uh, sent out to play overseas. We are talking of Stolle, who comes from uh, KZN Academy. These are the players that we need to track and find out because Stolle was part of us uh, uh, in, in, in Chile. And um, we, we know of him having, uh, having left South Africa to play in Portugal. I'm just making an example of him because he comes from the under-17 team. Sure. And, and then you are talking of senior players that are playing in Norway, that are playing um, in England, that are playing in Portugal. So if we have somebody in, in overseas scouting for senior players and somebody overseas scouting for junior players, I think that will work for us. But I think uh, it's a process, and it's a process that is, we believe it is going to happen. We are going to have such people helping us uh, with the national team selection. All right, Coach, I look forward to you being back here. All is love chatting football with you. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to arrange an in-studio conversation. There's a wide-ranging number of issues and, you know, we won't get them covered tonight. Uh, But I want to thank you so much indeed. Nicely done with the three points. Hard luck with the game against Ghana. A couple of talking points that we'll have, especially within the defense uh, when we do have a sit-down conversation. But thanks so much, Coach, for chatting to us. Thanks very much, uh, Rob. Uh, but uh, give me a second to say good luck to the under-23s. Yes. We will be, I'll be flying out to join the under-23s to give them support, and hopefully we'll see the team in the in the Olympics, Tokyo, and we'll all be behind the team. And we wish all the boys and the technical team all the best of luck. Thank you. Please take that video that uh, South Africa playing against Egypt. You were part of Stuart Baxter's technical team, and you saw exactly what happened at that Cairo Stadium. Hopefully, that will be your little gift to them. Safe journey, Coach. Thank you very much, Rob. Highly appreciated. Coach Malifin, okay. joining us on the line. Good